before I sing, no, no, I'm not going to sing. <laughs> Some people think that uh, I will lead worship. But uh, I'd like to thank you, Pastor Jojo, for um, inviting us to speak this morning. And magandang umaga po sa inyong lahat. And isn't this a welcoming treat for missionaries like us? And um, by the way, pardon our outfit. If you will see most of the missionaries here in this room, we're wearing running shoes. This is because we're ready to run. We're ready to sprint towards the nation where God is leading us to. Hindi na po kami sanay na high heel. So, uh, thank you, thank you so much. Are you all awake? This morning, did you enjoy the worship this morning? It's so anointed and impactful that even our worship leader could hardly sing. It touched his heart as it, I hope it touched your heart. Oh, oh by the way, I forgot. This is my riding in tandem. My secretary, my driver, my editor, uh, she's my, my slave. <laughs> Yes, and she's my ministry partner. She's my daughter. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. It's nice to be home. It's nice to be home. Uh, you know, as we were worshiping earlier, I could sense the presence of God. And it's wonderful to witness how everybody's gifts are working together. And I just want to say, Ate Jo, thank you for um, sharing to our Nepali group two years ago. Thank you so much. Missionaries helping other missionaries. Um, it's not easy to do ministry. It's not easy to do church. Uh, we have a wonderful worship team. We have a wonderful media taking care of all of this, doing the live stream. You're all part of what God is doing in the world. There's no role that is small. Everybody is important. You're all part of the Great Commission. And that's the reason why I want to take this time to acknowledge people who have actively participated in the missions. Firstly, to our pastors and to our elders. Thank you so much. Thank if you're here, can you please stand? We would like to honor you. Elders. Our elders and our pastors, thank you so much. Maraming maraming salamat po. Thank you. And I also want to acknowledge everybody who has given to missions, even if it was just that one time, even if it was 20 years ago, even if it was 20 pesos, but you have given towards mission, I want you to stand up right now. Even if it was a small amount. Thank you. Even if it was not towards us, but towards other missionaries. Thank you for giving. And last but not the least, and God was putting this in my heart as we were preparing for the message. I'd like to acknowledge the intercessors. Those who cry out to God for our safety, for our provision. Please stand. Tita Christine, please stand. The, light, the, the Lighthouse Intercessory Group. Thank you. You may not be seen on stage, but the Lord sees what you're doing. And the Lord hears your prayers. We have gone through so many dangers and toils and temptations, but we're standing here today because you have prayed for us. All of us working together for the Great Commission. We, right now, applaud all of you. Yes. Thank you so Thank much. You so Thank much. you so much. Let's pray before we start. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you that our lives are in your hands. Thank you that your presence is here. Thank you that you have allowed us and welcomed us into your home, into your presence, oh God. Thank you that you made that way, that the veil was torn. We no longer have to fear because we can enter boldly into your presence. Today, we're just going to sit at your feet. 
Open up our ears, open up our eyes, open up our hearts that we may receive. We remove every resistance right now in the spiritual realm. And may those who need to hear your voice, hear your voice today. And may those who need to answer, be given the faith to answer today. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. Do you believe that the gospel is still relevant for us today? It is not something we graduate from. The gospel is the good news about Jesus Christ, that there is salvation in Jesus Christ. There is a hope. We carry that gospel in us. You know, I remember this story. One of my favorite um, uh, speakers, he's an evangelist. He said he went to India one time and after a big crusade, they wanted to uh, have some snacks. It was past midnight, so only small shops were open. And when they got to the shop, they looked at the menu, but they could not understand anything written there. There was no pictures as well. And so he did it, closing his eyes. He said, waiter, I'm just going to order this one. He pointed at a random food item. And uh, the waiter said, I'm, I'm sorry, sir, we don't have that food item. He said, no problem, no problem. I understand it's, it's past midnight. So he again pointed at a random food item. He said, what about this? And the waiter said, oh, this one, sir. I'm sorry, we don't have this food item as well. And so this evangelist said, okay, I'm going to ask the right question. Waiter, what is your specialty in this shop? I want to have the best that you have. He said, sir, good question. This food item that we have, this one, this one is ordered by people all over India. This is our specialty. It's delicious, made with all the herbs and spices from everywhere in India. And, and, and this evangelist said, that one, that's what I want. I'll order one. And the waiter said, sir, I'm so sorry. We also don't have this food item. So what's the, the simple lesson behind here is you cannot give what you do not have. You cannot give what you do not have. But the Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, we have been given a treasure in jars of clay. That treasure is the gospel of Jesus Christ. We all have it. Therefore, we all have a message in order for us to engage in missions, whether in, in the local missions or cross-culture missions, God only needs a messenger, a message, and a receiver. That's all you need to go. When we hear the word missions, what is the first thought that comes to your mind? I think some people have this misnomer that mission is like traveling to dangerous places where some tribes will eat you. Or some people think that missions, you have to live in a poor or a place that is filthy and dirty. Some people think mission is only for the you know, the super anointed, super spiritual Christians. There are so many ideas what missions is. And some are true, while some are far from the truth. You will not find the exact word missions in the Bible. But you will find that this idea is embedded in the scriptures. Take, for example, in the book of Acts, chapter 13, verse 47. For so the Lord commanded us, saying, I have made you a light for the Gentiles, that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. You know, if not for this missionary who obeyed the Lord to come to the Philippines, I will not be where I am right now. In obedience, this American came to plant a church, and he was a tool for my family 
and I, including the Kairoses, to be born again. Psalm 96, verse 3. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all the peoples. This missionary declared the glory of the Lord in the island of the Philippines. Amen. Amen. And I believe as we are speaking here today, nangungusap na ang Panginoon sa inyo. There are some who you know you are called to cross-culture mission. I encourage you to continue connecting to the Holy Spirit. You know, when we think about missions, minsan, minsan mahirap magkaroon ng vision. What does that actually, ano yung fruit noon? What is the fruit of missions, di ba? Yung ginagawa nating pagpunta sa ibang country, what is the actual fruit? Yes, we minister, we do fellowships, we do Bible studies, but is there anything in the Bible that gives us something to look forward to? Let me read to you from Revelation chapter 7, verse 9 to 10. Because Revelation 7, 9 to 10 gives us a vision, a visual of the ultimate fruit of sharing the gospel around the world. Ito po yung nakasabi. It says, After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number. No one could number. From every nation. Say every nation. Every nation. From all tribes. Say all tribes. And peoples and peoples. And languages. Say all languages. Standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands and crying out with a loud voice. What were they saying? Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Now notice niyo po, it says, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages. Now, you know, just right now, a few seconds. Quickly think about how many nations kaya yung kaya yung name. How many nations can you name? We did this in a in a seminar before. They asked us to write down in five minutes how many nations can you name. Some people came up with twenty. Some people came up with fifty. I was surprised somebody came up with eighty. More than eighty. I'm like, okay, I need to know more about what what countries are out there. So it will help you. Look at the map. See, look at the map. Take time to look at the map and ask the Lord, Lord, you know, what country can I pray for today? Salvation does not belong to any one culture, language, or race. The scripture makes us realize that this vision where we see... Have you heard other languages? We, we came from... Uh, 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 one country na when we stepped there, parang when, when they were talking, we didn't understand a word they said. And I can imagine when we get to heaven, we will hear all these languages, but we will understand what they're saying. Maybe. They may sound different to our ears, but our, we will know what they're saying. They are worshiping the King of Kings. And this scripture makes us realize that this vision that John saw requires what? Engaging in missions that reaches beyond our own cultural boundaries. I was once invited by an organization to go to Malaysia and I didn't know what they were, their vision was, but they asked me to lead worship. And I realized that as I stood there in this big auditorium, there were Africans and Mexicans and Chinese and Japanese and other nations I could not even name. And when I led worship, I thought that I was already in heaven. There were different colors. There were black and yellow and brown. And I said, Wow, this must be like heaven. And they came from different cultures. Just like what Tata said, this is, there's other cultures out there. We tend to become, you know, very biased 
about other cultures. Do you know that? Nako, inchik yan eh. no? You know, sometimes I would just make this mistake. Nako kasi inchik yan eh. And she says, Mom, I'm Chinese. And, uh, you know, we, we also have, the, you know, people when I, when I visit other nations, they start eating their chicken and then they spit the bone on the floor. I said, and that's their house. Why are they so dugyot, you know? Or I go to the toilet where there is no water, there is no seat, and I said, my God, why do they do this? They have no water, what do they wash this? And it smells, people smell. These are other cultures. And we were brought, not thrown, we were brought to this nation where it's an entirely different culture from ours. But I cannot say, you know, in our place, we take a bath. You know, in our place, we put deodorants. You know, in our place, we use spoon and fork. You know, in our home in the Philippines, we have lots of toilet papers. And we have tabo. And so, you know, but instead of getting a culture shock, I embraced it. Wherever God led me, I embraced the toilets, the smells, how they ate, they spat everywhere. I just embraced that because these people come from different cultures and God created them. I think it's time that we change the way we see the world around us. Let's watch what we say about other cultures. Because if truly you are a follower of Jesus Christ, you will love others who are, have a different culture than you have. You will learn to uh, appreciate your differences. Because you cannot carry the message of love if you don't first see them through eyes of love. Ask the Lord to change your heart if you have any biases towards any particular culture. If you've ever said, I'm never gonna marry this kind of uh, culture, I'm never gonna marry this kind of uh, skin color, you know? Yeah, ayoko lang maitim. Yeah, or ayaw mo rin ang puti, Yeah. So, we have to love the people around us. It's time to change the way we see the world around us. I will repeat that. It's time to change the way we see the world around us. There's, it's time for a shift of perspective. When I hold, if I hold this paper in front of you, you only see one part, yes? You don't see what I'm seeing. But if I show it to you, it's a different perspective. Come behind here, it's a different perspective. Then you see what I see. You know, the other last week, um, I was standing on the balcony of the 23rd floor of a building. And as I was looking down, I saw that the mall that I would every day visit, the mall is so huge when I'm down there. But from up there, it looks so small. And then I saw, oh, there is a, the, there's a bay, a cross, and there's the bridge. And I'm, I'm, I never, I've never seen these things before. I'm always just down there, and everything seems so huge. And for a moment, I felt insignificant. For a moment, I felt and understood how minuscule of a person I am in this vast world. And yet, do you understand that God is calling you nonetheless? I saw myself small, and I said, God, is the thing that I'm doing really making any kind of impact, if any at all? Is it even significant that I meet with this person or that person, and we go and, 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 and go to places where people have never gotten? Does it? even really matter God is calling you not because you are qualified not because he has everything that he has found in a missionary in you 
I can name a hundred things of why I shouldn't go. She can name a 10,000 reasons why I shouldn't go. You have more complaints. <laughs> but despite our limitations, God still calls us. Even Paul the Apostle understood why he should not be qualified. Mga kapatid, if God is calling you today, God, keep in mind that God has factored in all your weaknesses, all your strengths. Why do you think He's still calling you? Ang isip kasi natin, ang gusto natin, when we say yes to the call of God, we're ready, we're fully equipped, and we can confidently say, yes, I am a missionary because I have it all. Gusto natin ganun eh. Kaya hindi tayo pumupunta. Sometimes. Sometimes. But guess what? Even Paul the Apostle pleaded to the Lord, remove this thorn in my flesh. Maybe it gets in the way. Maybe it haunts him at night. We don't know. But what did God say? Tinanggal ba niya? No. God said, my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in your weakness, Paul. I see that. But because of that, the power will be seen. My power will be seen. And the glory will be not unto me, not unto her, not unto you, but to the King of kings and to the Lord of lords. That's why Paul said, Kaya nga, I will boast even more siguro about my weaknesses. Di ko kaya. Now that I'm aging, oh, sorry to the seniors, feeling ko aging na ako. <laughs> But now that I'm getting older, I appreciate embracing my weaknesses and my limitations. We are all works in progress. God is still working in us. But He's not saying, I'm going to work in you, but perfect can I go. Praise God. Even when He sent me at 22 years old, anong alam ko? Wala. Wala talaga. Wala talaga akong alam. Ano pa nga eh. magdagdag. She kept dropping her college parang wala sa notes yun sige tuloy mo na lang I'm just joking pagkakataon ko yun kasi talagang nagda-drop out siya sa college so yeah diba going back to what I'm saying I feel like at 22 why will God send me but praise God when He gave me the faith to say yes even not knowing what's gonna happen up ahead when he gave me the faith to say yes to the call, he made me grow in the field. He made me grow in the field. When I went there, I first thought, I'm going to save these people. I'm going to change these people. Yabang, ano? But then guess what? As God was using me to transform lives, they were transforming mine. He was using their lives to transform me. Okay. <laughs> so, what stops us from saying yes to the call for missions? The Word of God tells us there is a world out there, diba, that still needs to hear the gospel. But the Bible tells us this in 1 Peter 2.9, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you and I may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. Mission was never in my mind when the Lord found me and I responded to His call to become a worship pastor for 28 years. I will just be leading worship and it's it's so powerful a powerful ministry to lead people to worship but then something happened at age 58 he sent me to different countries to see Vietnam but when I was 58 yeah I resigned as a worship pastor 
And I went to these countries, Beijing, Banda Aceh, Cambodia, Vietnam, you name it. And then later on, at age 60, he said, you will be a long-termer in this particular country. I said, God, I'm 60 years old. What will I do there? Uh, I don't have any ability. I didn't go to a mission school. All I know is the scripture. I didn't realize it was very powerful. I was discipled in that church. I didn't have any theological degree. Uh, I was not physically fit because my knees were hurting and my ankles were hurting. There were physical challenges and there were also financial challenges. But I responded to the call. To this day, the Lord has proven to me what he has promised, that I will never leave you nor forsake you. Behold, I will be with you till the end. When I responded to the call, I went. And next month, I will be 71. was trying to listen to the Lord. Lord, is it time? There is no answer. But then there was a stirring in my heart to go to a country where it, the gospel is restricted, more restricted to the present one where and I are presently uh, serving. Am I scared? No. Regarding finances, regarding my, my physical ability, I take care of myself spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and physically. You will probably see that in the Facebook. Why is she equipping herself? Because I cannot be proclaiming the gospel in a wheelchair. I cannot be, but you can still be used. Correct? But because God is equipping me, telling me to go to these countries, I need to be strong. So the, there were limitations, but God proved to be faithful. Amen. Amen. Wow, 71 years old. I hope I reach that age and still have that same fire for the gospel. Amen. Yan yung goals. <laughs> goals yan. And contrary to her, I mean my mom's testimony, ako naman po opposite. I was still too young. I was 22. Like I said earlier, anong alam ko? What do I know about missions? But I knew and I knew in my heart that the Lord was calling me. I knew. Some people siguro, they, they're saying, ano, how do you know that God is calling you? I would say, I would say, it is a very personal thing. You would know in your heart that the Lord is calling you. Was it just that one moment for me that God said, I'm calling you to the mission field? Looking back as I was reflecting while preparing this message, God was preparing me even at a very young age. I remember when I was in high school, my school used to be beside a church building. And we would attend their services after class sometimes. And during the worship, take note, my mom wasn't in missions yet. Take note, during the worship, and it wasn't even about missions, the theme wasn't missions, but during the worship service, God just put a picture in my mind of Faces of children of my different skin color from mine. And I had no idea what that meant. It was just a picture, but I kept it in my heart. And then much later, years later, uh, my mom was already an itinerant pre uh, missionary, so she would visit different countries. And one time we found ourselves in Dumaguete during one of the conferences. And... During that evening uh, session, suddenly a blackout. There was a blackout. And there was no electricity, but the band kept playing the worship music. Okay? And then the singers kept singing, the, the congregation kept singing. There was an electrifying presence of the Holy Spirit in that room. Guess what? Another God encounter. I found myself flat on my face on the floor. Still a young a young punk, what do I know? <laughs> and I would say, I would say, I was also in my rebellious stage yeah. at that time. At that time. Yeah. 
But despite that season and that phase of my life, God was still calling me. And what I could hear when I was flat on my face was, go. That's all I heard. But immediately in my heart, I knew it was to the nations. Even it was, if it was just that one word, go. I knew in my heart it was to the nations. And I love how the Lord converses with us because He doesn't even allow us to form a sentence. He already gives us an answer sometimes. And when I was about to contest and ask the Lord, Lord, paano? How? Why? What? When? Bakit? <laughs> Why? All these questions. Before I was about to utter a word, the Lord already put the answer in my heart with so much peace. When He said, go, He said, I will be with you. I will be with you. And years later, I found myself in that country where we're serving today. God made a way for me to get there. And looking back, God is preparing, was preparing me. And God is preparing you. God has been preparing you for missions. It's not going to be a oh, suddenly, you know, alam ko na. I know deep in your heart, you know God has been preparing you. Maybe you've been thinking about a country, seeing faces of people. And it doesn't make sense to you now. But later, God will reveal it to you. It's not in the age. It's not in the age. Who would think that at age 60, I will go on a cross-culture mission? So I may be speaking to some of you who would say, well, sa bahay na lang ako, mag-aalaga ako ng apo, and uh, so forth and so on. All the excuses. God while you are still breathing, is talking to you. For all you know, even if you are 70, God is already speaking to you to go. Amen? Okay. In our ministry, in the field, Okay, I, I just wanted her to say, because she always tells me, there's no retirement in the kingdom of God. There's no retirement. Yung pala yung binubulong mo ngayon? Oh, Sana pala ni Mike ko na lang. Okay. There's no retirement. I was waiting for the word retirement. Uh -huh. I think it's, you know, when I was old, I keep saying that. Oh, you know, when I was old, but I feel much younger and energized as I go to the field. Can you see it? <laughs> I think, you know, now's a great time to honor. I want to honor my mom. And I do this as often as I can when I'm given the chance to. Because, you know, sobrang hirap. It's so hard to go and be sent. You're a woman. You're... Uh, no longer young, but near <laughs> woman, and you're going to a culture that doesn't honor women. You know, they don't give women uh, uh, important roles. But because God gave her the faith to obey, and she said, Yes, I'm going to trust you, she went. Wala pa ako nun. Two years she was alone in that place. By God's grace, because she said yes, because you said yes, I am here today, and so are our young people in that place. Praise God. Praise God. You know, I remember this story. One of my favorite evangelists is the la late Reinhard Bonnke, if you've heard of him. And he tells the story of one fellow evangelist who wrote a mission book. And he said, Brother Reinhard, it will be such an honor for you to, to write an endorsement. Would you, would you please uh, do me an uh, honor of, of reading this book and writing an endorsement? for me and and brother reinhardt said sure i will i will read the book and when he read the book his uh, his men mentee daniel colenda also read the book he, and he said daniel what do you think about the book and daniel said uh it, it's a pretty good book yeah reinhardt and reinhardt said well it's a good book but one thing was missing and daniel colenda said what's missing seems like the methods are there the heart is there. What's missing? And Reinhard Bonnke said, I cannot endorse this book. I'm going to write this, mis this uh, missionary. Sorry, I can't. Because you forgot to mention the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, every effort towards missions is meaningless and powerless. It is through 
the Holy Spirit that we're able to be witnesses to the ends of the earth. God commissioned us, and it is by His Spirit that we're able to preach the gospel and have faith and believe for the impossible. When we go out into the mission field, you expect supernatural things to happen. Amen. Because the Spirit of God is a dynamic spirit. He's the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. And that same Spirit lives inside of you today. Woo! The Holy Spirit is not aging. <laughs> I love you so much. I know, I know. <laughs> the Holy Spirit was given thousands of years ago on the people in the upper room. But did his power decrease? No. Can you imagine that? Can you just take a moment to soak that in? That same spirit that enabled them to go and be bold and preach the gospel is the same spirit that we have in us today. Not more in us and less in you. Same, the same power that is in our missionaries, in our pastors, in our elders, in our worship team, in our media team, is in you today, mother, doctor, pastor, engineer, teacher. It's in you today. The Holy Spirit is a missional spirit. Sabi niyo sa katabi niyo, the Holy Spirit... The Holy Spirit is a missional spirit. It's a missional spirit. The Church of God, the Church of God, is a missional church. It's a missional church. Amen. Amen. I sense the power of the Holy Spirit when, even stronger, when I went out into the cross-culture mission. This was where I encountered things that I never learned in church. I read about it, but there, there were demonic activities that is so strong. And what do I do with it? There are people rolling on the floor, behaving like snakes, or talking to me in a different voice during a youth conference. Um, they, they behave differently. And what the Holy Spirit did was to make this the anointing rise up within me to face the demon headstrong and cast out the demon on these people who are possessed and the demons will obey me not because I have a strong voice not because I came from a church but because of the power of the Holy Spirit inside of me also yung discernment ko was sharpened in making decisions will I go to this village where the gospel is restricted and I would seek for the guidance of the Holy Spirit and he would say go. You know your discernment is sharpened when you continue to have this fellowship with the Holy Spirit. I was we are I'm prompted to send messages on the phone or call the person on the phone and I ask him how are you? Is there any prayer that you need? And they said, mom, they call me mom. I think they think I am mom. My name is mom uh, in that country. Mom, how did you know? How did you know? It's because of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is that power behind our being bold and courageous to go on a cross-culture mission. Acts 1.8 says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Some people ask, yung message ba na ito, this message, was this given only to the apostles during that time? But actually, the clue is there. Sa tingin niyo po ba, ang apostles will at that time be able to reach the ends of the earth? Surely this message was given and it would outlive them. That message is also given to the church today. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on you so that you can be the witnesses. Witness ng ano, what God has done for you. When, when we're given a chance to speak in that nation that we're serving, I make sure personally to mention the cross of Jesus Christ, 
to mention his death and his resurrection. You can never go wrong with sharing that message. You can never go wrong. Everything we teach on is, is, is built on that gospel. When we teach on faith, it's built on that gospel. When we teach on giving, it's built on that gospel. We never graduate from the message of the gospel. And I encourage you today that just like the psalmist said, restore to me the joy of your salvation. Because if that message is not burning in your heart, you will always think about what am I going to say? What, what message am I going to deliver? Ano po yung message that we bring as missionaries at the Joe? Right? And our other fellow missionaries, what message do we bring? It is the gospel of Jesus Christ that there's hope for the lost to be saved. It is only by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I, I want to invite everybody to just stand as we take a moment. And um, I just feel led to just do this right now. If you have been moved in your spirit by the message today at any point, and you feel like, I, I want to have that relationship with the Lord through His Holy Spirit. Or maybe you're feeling like, I've lost the fire. I've lost that fire. Maybe I've gone off track. But I know how important the message is. I know how important the gospel is. And I want to go. But my perspective tells me I'm not ready. My perception of myself tells me I'm not qualified. Let me encourage you, brothers and sisters. God is here. And you can bring all your worries, all your fears, all your doubts, all your insecurities to the Lord. Can we just, in a, in a symbol of surrender, just raise our hands? Say, Father, I just, I surrender all these, this heaviness, this burdens, these doubts in my mind. Forgive me, Lord God that I have done things on my own strength. When in fact, when you called me then, I had nothing. What made me think today that I no longer need you? But wherever you've taken me, whatever position you've given me, I still need you. I still need you. I needed you for my salvation, and I still need you today to walk out that salvation. God, forgive me for forgetting that what I have today is only because of you, only by your grace. So today, Lord, now I understand that you have factored in my weaknesses. You have factored in my limitations. And despite all of this, God, you are calling me. Who am I? But I guess the better question is, God, show me who you are. Who are you, God? Show me the power that you've given me as your daughter. Show me the power that you've given me as your son. Use me, Lord, to reach the nations, those that have been yet unreached, and those who have been reached but need to be discipled, God, send me. Here I am. Send me. I am the church. I am your child. Plant me. Sow me. Set my feet on the nations that you want me to go, Father God. But by your Holy Spirit. So right now, Father, we receive a fresh anointing. We receive a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. The fire of the Holy Ghost come upon you. In the name of Jesus Christ, this church, Lighthouse, is going to be a church that is on fire for the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is not our only desire that we're going to reach a small area of 
the Philippines, but we're going to go to all the regions. We're going to go to all the world. And God, you're going to provide the people who will go. You're going to provide the finances to send the people. You're going to provide the materials to equip people. And you're going to provide human resource, oh God. Right now, Lord, you are putting in, in these people books, materials in their spirit. You're putting right now, Lord God, a nation, people, faces, names, Lord God, a skin color, a flag. Father God, right now you're showing people. Lord God, right now you are calling people. And I pray that the same way you called us, Lord God, into the ministry, you're going to provide that faith. We believe you're going to provide that faith to say yes, oh Lord. Father, even if we don't know what's up ahead, Lord God, we don't need to see the whole picture. We just need to know who is holding our hand. We just need to know that we can trust in the one who calls. So Father, today, even if we don't know what's going to happen after our yes, we know that our yes is valuable because we are saying yes to the God of the universe, to the King of kings, and to the Lord of lords. Receive it, church, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Let's give the Lord our best worship, our best Hallelujah! Amen, amen. Please settle down, we're not done yet. Just give glory to the Lord for the lives of our missionaries. We are still ministering to the people here in the altar. But even right now, I just, I'm just sensing that the Holy Spirit is disturbing, stirring the hearts of so many people. We have dedicated the whole month of March to be our missions and church planting month so that it will always be in the in the very forefront of every believer that is here in this church the real reason why we have been called by the Lord so that it will always be seared in the innermost parts of our souls the reason why the Lord has saved you to go and in our going to make disciples of all people to baptize them in the name of the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit and to teach them to obey everything that Jesus Christ has taught us and Jesus Christ would say and lo I will be with you always up to the very end of the age father we thank you for we might not be able to name them one by one for security reasons but Lord, their names have been etched in the very palm of your hands because you promised so they shall never be forgotten O Lord there shall never be a moment that our missionaries will feel that they are so alone in the mission field they will always know O Lord that Holy Spirit, you walk with them. For Jesus, you are the great shepherd of our souls. And even though we pass through the valley of the shadow of death, we shall fear. We shall fear no evil. For Jesus, you are always with us. Holy Spirit, you are overflowing in the lives of our missionaries. Sampu ng kanilang mga pamilya, sampu ng kanilang mga ginagawa, Panginoon, sa lahat ng kanilang tinutulungan at inaabot. Kayo po ang nagpangyayari, Panginoon, sa lahat ng bagay na kanilang inaasam. Dahil kayo rin naman po, Panginoon, ang naglagay ng mga pagpupunyagi na yun sa kanilang puso. Thank you, Lord, for crowning the efforts of our missionaries for crowning the efforts of all the churches 
who are missional for crowning it with such anointing that we know, Lord, that truly harvest is here. Church, before we close in benediction, for those of you who said yes and who would like to say yes, we just want you to know that your church, Lighthouse Christian Community, is an equipping church. We just don't send missionaries to the field without being amply prepared and fully equipped. We will walk with you. We will stand by you and stand alongside you. We will pour onto you the resources that God has poured unto this church so that as you step out in faith, you will know with certainty, church, that truly you are the called of the Lord. So kindly approach us or any of our missionaries today after the service or in the coming Sundays. Next Sunday, we're going to talk more about what God is doing amongst the tribes, amongst the many regions of the Philippines, and even outside of the Philippines. The Holy Spirit continues to stir up the hearts of all of us because truly, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Pray, therefore, to the Lord of the harvest that He will send out workers into the field. This is our prayer as a church so that amongst everyone here who is standing in the pews or in this church Sunday after Sunday, many more missionaries, many more pastors shall be raised by God to be sent out into the harvest field. That is you, my friend. Ikaw yan, kapatid. So lift up your hands right now. Panginoon, here we are as a church. Thank you, Lord, for the great outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And thank you, Lord, for you are the one who causes our hearts to say yes unto you. So even right now, Lord, we commit to you the harvest that's going to be harvested in the coming years. Here we are, Father. Send us. And Lighthouse, may the Lord bless you and may the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and may the Lord be gracious unto all of you. May the Lord lift his countenance towards all of us. May the Lord grant us his peace as we say yes to missions for the glory of God and for the saving of many lives. All in Jesus' name and all God's children will say, Amen. Amen.